Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. This is Marty Oakley, the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to TS Radio Network and the Marty Oakley Show. This show was founded by Marty Oakley, and unfortunately, we lost her last year, but we are here to carry on the torch and to keep getting the message out there. And tonight, I am so excited to have Angela and Donna here with me. And we are all from, they say it in our area, the 608. So we are the girls from the 608. That would be our area codes here in Wisconsin. And we are going to debut a new word. And I am so excited because this new word was worked on while we were all freezing in Wisconsin. So real quick, Donna and Angela, say hello. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be on Ka's show, and hearing Marty's voice, it just it just warms our soul. We know that Marty is just looking over us, and we miss her dearly, but we want to carry the show on, and Kaz is doing a beautiful job carrying on. And we're so excited about the topic today, so I will give it over to someone else. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to join hello. the show. An honor. As well, and I think Angela said it all. <laughs> oh, thanks, you guys. Um, well, we have a full board. I just want everyone listening to know. I see that you guys want to have questions. We're going to open it up in just a little bit because we first want to debut the show. So wow, we're wow, wow. We have an audience tonight, so everyone's excited. So here in Wisconsin, we freeze, and so we have nothing better to do. But we invent new words. And I got to really give the backstory on the inspiration of the new words. And I believe that, Angela, you were on the show when this was talked about. And this would have been, it was either November or December of last year. And we also had uh, Dallas from Australia with the Australian group. And Marcel Reed is the one who really inspired us. And she said, you know, we know that these that these." Uh, predators, these guardians, these attorneys, these lawyers, these, you know, judges, they are going to be heading out to their Christmas parties because, remember, we it was last year that we discussed this, and they were going to go out to all their Christmas parties, and people were, they were going to come your honor, and they were just going to be so highly esteemed. And Marcel brought up the fact that this should not be. If you are in this industry, it should be like you are in the house of ill repute. And how do we differentiate a lawyer working in guardianship versus a lawyer that is, I mean, there's good lawyers out there, a lawyer who is doing, you know, contract law or, um, let's see, with some other, you know, your tax attorneys, those sort of things. How do we differentiate the the yeah, the bad lawyers that are in this industry versus the good lawyers that, you know, are, are doing are doing good things. And also as far as the guardians, although we haven't found the good guardian yet. Marty, unfortunately, um, she didn't make it, and we never had the good guardian, and she asked for 15 years. So I don't know if there are any good guardians out there. Um it never it never happened in her lifetime and um i kind of think she didn't think it was going to happen in her lifetime but it didn't and 
So we can't ever say, we just pretty much can't say that there are good guardians out there. But so we needed a word to describe this group of people because we don't want to lump all judges, all all attorneys in this in this um, all bankers we don't want to put them all in this industry because they aren't all bad so we needed a descriptive word to describe what industry these people are working in so now when they go to their christmas parties they can actually differentiate themselves from people who are doing good work and are you ready we're going to introduce the word the word is the parent i'm going to say it right a drum roll. I know I should have more cool things on here. Um, it is, you know what I do have in, on here? Instead of a drum roll, let me see if I can find it. I have a sound effect. Marty put all these sound effects in here. And I'm, oh, here it is. Instead of a drum roll, this is what we get. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are there about to announce the new word. It is Paris. Parasitoid industry. And everyone is going to want to know what a parasitoid is. Now, it took us a lot of research and discussion, us girls in Wisconsin, but when it's Wisconsin and it's cold, I mean, what do we got to do? But we sit inside and freeze and um, do this kind of thing. And so, you know, the word we started thinking about predator and parasite. And we stumbled across this word, and it is so perfect, isn't it? Uh, it let is me spell the word for yeah. And I'm hoping that I'm saying it right because I know Angela, you said there might be some different um, enunciations of this word. But how we spell it is P A R S I T O I D, parasitoid, and the parasitoid industry. So what a, what differentiates a parasitoid? from a parasite uh, um, the parasitoid a pre, or here it is a predator kills their prey immediately so we have been calling these guardians and attorneys predators and we were um, mislabeling them so they don't usually kill their prey immediately in our opinion um, but a parasitoid kills slowly a parasitoid um, they eventually kill the host they feed on so they have to attach themselves to a host and they feed on the host and while doing so they slowly kill the host and that is why we felt that this word would basically describe the industry so the parasitoid industry um, we also would like to let everyone know that a parasitoid, there was um, these movies with Sigourney Weaver called Alien and Alien versus Predator. And the inspiration for that monster was a parasitoid. And so if anyone ever watched the movie, the alien laid an egg in the human and then the egg grew. And when the egg was ready to hatch, it destroyed the human. And it's a, it's a horror movie. It's, it's absolutely terrifying. And that movie was inspired by the parasitoid. And so I believe that we have perfectly found the new word to describe the guardianship industry is now the parasitoid industry. And we at TS Radio Network and the Marty Oakley Show will be properly using this word moving forward. And also, we have submitted it to Urban Dictionary. And this is where I need your help. I need everyone to go to Urban Dictionary and to start putting the word in so that it can start being recognized. Uh, that would be super, super um, helpful. So, Angela and Donna, what do you think of this new word? Let's hear your take on it that we worked so hard to invent. I absolutely think this is the perfect um, word. Um, I, you know, it talks about how they fasten their self to the outside of the host and then they feed through the host skin and then they suck out the body fluids. And this is what, this is what happens when the guardian, guardian 
takes over that ward because the day, the actual day, the actual minute, the actual second that that ward is deemed incompetent and becomes a ward of the estate or of the state, I mean, and they, you know, they lose everything. They lose, they lose so much. I mean, they're stripped of everything. There's, there's not a thing that they're really not stripped of and they, they're not themselves anymore. So they, once that, that person has become that ward, it's like they have died. So they really die twice in life. They don't die just once in life. They're dying twice in life because they're dying um, that the fact that it, that person no longer exists, it, that person now becomes whoever that guardian is. And that's what, you know, um, that's what happens when, when, when they take over, you know, with the host and they feed on them. I mean, they, they're stripped of their civil rights. They're stripped of, which is so unbelievable. They're stripped of all the money that they worked so hard for they they can't yeah. even go to the bank and withdraw any money from the bank, and they can't even spend a penny on themselves without the guardian be allowing them to do that. They can't decide where they live. They can't decide like what what person they want to see. They can't decide you know if they want to go shopping someday. They can't decide if, you know, they want to listen to a religious program or, or whatever they have spiritually. They can't decide that. It's, it's that guardian that decides it for them and what their schedule is going to be. Um, they can't decide if they want to take medicine or not. They can't decide if, um, if they, you know, if they want to um, go on a vacation or marry and so there's they they're just not a person anymore they're not they're they don't exist that guardian exists for them and so this this word is just perfect and and they feed what what i found very interesting cause is when you read that how they feed off that person so the guardian is feeding like off that person Mm -hmm. which is a very sick thing I find that very sick. They, you know, it's like, you know, just going and, and, and get your, your whatever you need in life somewhere else. Why do you have to feed off of that vulnerable person and get your income, your power, whatever you're needing? Why do they have to feed off of that? And one thing they use, Kaz, um and I'll just say this last one and then give it back to you or Donna. But um, one thing they use is dysfunctional family. This is a word that I think that should be, you know, it, it should be uh, just taken out of the English language. It should just be taken especially out of the courts. It definitely should be taken out of the courts. They have a playbook. And they use, they know in this playbook, they use that word dysfunctional family. Well, you know, I heard something very interesting um, from Billy Graham, and we m- most of us all know Billy Graham, and we know that he lived a very humble life, and he he did not, you know, go after the fancy things or anything. But one thing he really that stood in my mind was that um, he said, "No family is perfect." That if someone says you have a perfect family, you know that's just not true. We all have every family has some problems and for them to feed the courts feed off of family problems and because have you ever known a perfect family i have never known a perfect family all families have some kind of issue so for them to use that is really not fair and just and then i'll give it back to you because what do you think that's a, that's a good point. I definitely remember um, attorney Diane Zabowski telling me that my family was one of the most dysfunctional families she's ever come across. And, um, you know, I mean, you should see the stuff that shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page has to say about her. So who is she to judge anyone dysfunctional? It is disgusting. 
disgusting, the stuff that, that she's doing. So, yeah, and um, Judge Ott basically saying that I should basically have never even been a parent because I'm just so awful person. I shouldn't be a guardian of anyone. So my kids disagree. But, yeah, I mean, who are they to judge all these things? And that's in, um, you know, and it's, yeah, absolutely, it should be taken out. Donna, what do you think about our new word? And then we see people want to, we see, we see the hands up, and we're going to take some questions in about five minutes or, or sooner. But, Donna, let's hear, what do you think of our new and exciting word? I think it's perfect, too. They really do just slowly bleed the person financially, they bleed the the social aspects of a person. They just gradually take everything away. And that part about the dysfunctional family as well, if your family's getting along, they work pretty hard to make sure you stop getting along. They create yeah. pressures and situations to make you not get along to argue and stuff. And then, oh, you're arguing. You're not fit to have your control of this person that you love. And Angela can tell you, and I've witnessed it, that the caregivers would say the professional guardians fought with each other too, but yet they were allowed to stay in mm-hmm. position. It's it's yeah. it's geared to what they wanted to mean when they wanted to mean it. You know what and I mean? Been, they They... Yeah, that, that's an interesting concept, too. What do you think, Kaz and Donna? It's an interesting concept that they are sitting in this seat of judgment against us. And yet, Donna will tell you, we know a little background on some of these judges, appeal judges, judges, where they they are, you know, been convicted of felons, and they've had drug um, possession, they've had DWIs, they have all this very questionable background, but yet they are sitting in in judgment of us and telling us that our families are dysfunctional when their families are probably maybe a little bit worse than ours even. What do you think, Kaz and Donna? Yeah, you know, you were talking about that. And, uh, you know, for those of you who aren't from the great state of Wisconsin, we're also the beer state, and um, unfortunately, sometimes people drink too much of it. And you were talking about, like, there's someone on the appeals court, and they're felon and DWIs and stuff. We had an attorney general of the state of Wisconsin. I was like, I don't even know what her, remember what her first name is. I just remember the drunk attorney general. Just, I mean, it just shows how these people in power are just so blatant and disregard law. So she had too many beers, and she's driving, and she gets pulled over. And drunk driving is it, it's a serious matter. We all know someone who, who has passed away because of these accidents that are caused. So not to make light of this, but this attorney general should have been following the laws. And she was drunk, and she starts, it's all caught on tape. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? You know, like she was above the law and that she shouldn't have to be drunk driving. And then she ran for re-election even, like the gall of it all. Do you, do you guys remember the drunk attorney general? I mean, if if the top person in the state can behave that way, what is the rest of the state behaving like? You know? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't use them as role models. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Now, we know we have some good ones here in Wisconsin. We're not bashing on everyone, but, you know, that person should have resigned, that attorney general. Um, So we have callers. I have had several callers, and some of you have been disconnected. So we're going to start taking some callers. This is a very hot topic, it looks like. Um, Real quick, if you need to call in, you're going to call 917-388-4520. You're going to press the number one, and that's going to show me that you want to talk. Those of you, there's so many on the scroll right now. I've lost some of you. You might have to hang up and call back. But the first one that I see is area code 703. So we're going to bring area code 703. And there was an area code 202. I no longer see you, so you might have to call back. But let's bring on area area code 703. You're live and on the air. Hi, Kaz. It's Marcel. This is a great show. 
And 202 was because I had everybody I knew on one line listening to this new word because I want to find someone who can pronounce it outside of the three of you because I can't yet. But I think this is perfect. And every time we refer to any of these people, we should call them that. Yep. The par- it's parasitoid. It took me a long time to get it down because I'm like, I got to master this word. So it's like para, like paralegal, para, and then sit, like sit in the chair, and then oid, like hemorrhoid. So parasitoid rhymes with hemorrhoid. Parasitoid. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We, and you well, know, Marcel, that was... Thank you. And that this was your inspiration to have us start using this new word. And I've already let some of the people that I know who are reporters, I'm like, hey, FYI, here's a new word that we'd love to see you all using. And please encourage everybody that you know to go to Urban Dictionary and get this word mm-hmm. registered. Um, and that would be amazing. All right. I see another caller. Are you all guys right. ready? All right, I'll um, hang up and call back if you want to talk again, so then I will see your, your hand. But thank you so much, Marcel, and thank you so much for no, being one of our guys. sponsors here. Yeah. Thank right, you, Bye. Bye. Okay. Okay, as we're switching, we have area code 401. I do not know where that is. Okay. Area code 401, you're live and on the air. Hi, Kaj. Yes. Who's this? It's Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca, hello. What do you think of our new word? We are amazing. I love it. I'm still trying to learn how to say it. I got it written out in three different little. (laughs) Did I learn to say it? Yes. But I just want to let you know that, uh, and everybody's listening to know that soon, I hope, to come on your show and tell my story about um, Pennsylvania guardianship and also. I cannot wait to have you on. My eyes are tearing up. Um, Rebecca and I, we've known each other for many, many years. For many years, we had to keep our friendship secret because we didn't want these evil people to know that we knew each other because both of us have been victimized in um, with some of the same players and I um, I value your friendship so much and my prayers go out to you and your family and, and without really saying what's going on um, this will be one of the biggest the biggest stories of the year I am really really praying for victory in everything that you're doing and I know that you're going to break it here at TS Radio Network and the Marty Oakley Show, and we are going to be so honored. I cannot wait for that day. I hope that day comes. I will, I'm will. i sorry if someone else is scheduled, they're going to get rescheduled because we are going to get you on because it is such a big deal, and it's such an important story that needs to be told, and I know that we can't say a lot because there's a lot yes. going on in the courts, but... Um, Rebecca, I, I just want to let you know how much I love you and respect you and every, all the fight that you have had in you. Thank you, Cos. You've helped talking to me today. I feel better today. I've been, it was a tough day today, so I'm getting through it. But I can't wait to share my story with the world out there to let them know what I've gone through. And you know, Cos knows my story. I know. And it's not I a know good the one. Story. It's, yes, it's so. It actually... Um, it is the worst story I've ever, and I've heard a lot of stories. It is the worst story that I've ever heard in my life. And I believe that when everyone else hears it, I believe that your story will make national news because it is so egregious. It is, yeah. And you know what, Rebecca, the fact that you are still such a beautiful person with everything that has been done to you. Um, Marty, Marty loved you so much and... We cannot wait to share your victory story. You get these people in checkmate. That's what we're going to do. I, I definitely yeah. will. I know how to get in touch with your cause, and I said I've been listening to you, and I'm going to continue to listen to you the rest of the night. And 
the word, let me see if I say it right. All right, let's hear. Are sit old? You're close. It's parasitoid. So so I'll help you say it. So we'll... In three, here, let me help you train to say it because it will help everyone listen because it took me a long time to get this down and then to spell it so that I could type it out. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Para, like like parachute, para, and, para. Then the word, and then the word sit, like sit in a chair, and then okay. um, – and then toy like like um the oid like hemorrhoid because there are hemorrhoids. So parasitoid. Okay. Let's hear it. Parasitoid. Oh no. Yep. Uh, oid, get like get like hemorrhoid. Yeah. Parasitoid. Yeah. I guess it might be accent coming out different. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it rhymes. It rhymes with hemorrhoid. Isn't that oh, appropriate? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, Rebecca, thank you so much. We we just are pulling for you, and thank you for calling in. That was very that was very brave of you because it's you've gotten a lot bolder, and uh, they the the yeah. evils probably know that we know each other, and they're probably yeah. not happy about that. <laughs> and, Thank you, All right. And I can use prayers to help. It's a, I believe in prayers. So, yeah, we. If everyone yeah, so. could pray, pray for Rebecca, and um, do we know? Do we know a next court date, or can we say that so that everyone listening knows? I know they won't let us do Zoom hearings in Montgomery County. They've got to keep their. Uh, they got to keep their evil doings under wraps, so they are not yeah, allowing from, any Zoom reading hearings there. From today, I have to wait 45 days from today to hear if a court date or what will be going on. It's disgusting that you have to continue to wait like that. It is yes. absolutely, and you know, because we've we've been talking, is is absolutely yes. disgusting. Um, yes, and your story, your story will be told right now. We'll we'll play nice, but yes. um, boy, claw, daggers are the claws are coming out on this one. Yes. But I think right. you're in good hands. You've got good lawyers, and we are praying. We are praying for victory. And I think, unfortunately, it's not that the judge is going to do the right thing. It's that you have to force the judge to do the right thing. Because on their own they aren't going they aren't going to do it. And I do believe that you that you and your family are going to succeed in that. And we have another call. I if this might be Marcel again, let me see. Um there's okay, code seven oh three. Oh yes. Okay. I'll hang up and I'm gonna be listening to you. All right. Thanks, Rebecca. Okay. All right. Area code seven oh three. Marcel, is that you? No. Air code seven. Oh, area code seven oh three. You're live and on the air. Hello. Area code seven oh three. Okay. I think I don't know if they heard me. All right. Well, Angela and Donna, what do you what do you feel? We've had some great callers so far on our new mm-hmm. word. Um, we that's have- exciting. That's really exciting, and it's exciting that people are, you know, starting to learn the term and um, learn the word and the pronunciation. What I find very interesting, too, Kaz, was like, you know, reading through it, how they hunt for their prey, you know, and it's like, you know, that's what they do. They like, I mean, I don't know how many people have watched that movie, I Care A Lot, but it showed how they actually, you know, go out hunting for them. Um, and it's like yeah. that's what they do with us is that they hunt. They know. They know where to look for us. They know where to look for the, the next, you know, person to feed off of. And that's just very sick that people would actually be out there hunting, you know, to to get their food and, um, you know, to prey off them and to to do this kind of harm towards them and you know the kind of harm too that that they do is that isolation and that is one thing that you know that hurts 
the loved ones so much is that you can't see your loved one. You can't, and when they need them the most, they can't get the comfort and the, um, and, and, you know, be able to have that kind of familiarity. I know, because you and I were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. And one yeah. thing I just want to say about that is that the UN has, you know, um, talked about that where they, they're saying, um, I have this little, um, article that we wrote in one of our and one of our briefs to the court about that um isolation and um and the UN said that it is one of the worst tortures is to have any kind of isolation or solitary um confinement um so it was it this little part says segregation, isolation, separation, lockdown um, mm-hmm. should be banned. They're t- the UN is saying that it should be banned by um, in the states as a punishment. Um, and that's what they do. They retaliate against the family and then they isolate that ward because they're retaliating against and they want to keep them away from that word so they can, you know, feed off that um, that word. Um, they, also the UN says, we know that keeping someone in solitary confinement puts them at very serious risk of descending into irreversible mental illness. So here's that person that is supposed to be there, the courts are saying, has, you know, some kind of mental illness, but then they go ahead and let them be isolate which you know causes more damage so how are they doing that in the best interest of the word ward which is not my favorite phrase at all i don't like that yeah. phrase what do you think and you you were talking about that too because yeah oh yeah we because because we were on the phone for like three hours before the show because we're <laughs> We're just like, oh, my God, I'm like, we should have had it rolling then. Yeah, um, absolutely. We were talking about Harvey, and one of the things when he had had the stroke in order to recover, and this is, you know, medical fact check me, uh, he needed to almost like exercise part of his brain of where different memories are stored. And I can remember Bob calling me and saying, I need you to talk to Harvey about his mom which was my grandma, because you you remember her, but she had passed away before him and Bob had met. So Bob wasn't able to be part of that conversation that was going to stimulate part of the brain that was going to bring some of those really distant memories back. So that was my assignment. We would get on the phone, and I would talk about my grandma and talk about stories that I had heard about him and my dad growing up, and that was able to help in his recovery. But when you have these um, paid guardians and caregivers and such, see, see, they don't know these stories, and they can't have those conversations with people that is going to help stimulate their brains. And that is why the family shouldn't be isolated from them. And for them to say, you know, these parasitoids, to say that it's better, they're, you know, in the best interest with these guardians, but they're not. And this is this is medically proven because they aren't able to stimulate parts of the brain where they can talk about the different stories and talk about memories. And, I mean, fact check that. That is... That's actually a medical thing, and we're depriving people of of part of their medical healing by not allowing them to be able to talk to people who share those memories with them that help stimulate their brain. Now, let me see if I did get Eric Code 703 back on. Do I have Eric Code 703? Eric Code 703. Okay, I think I'm... Think, um, I think that someone might accidentally hit the the button, so we'll put them back there. Um, if anyone else wants to do some questions, I have your. If I'm not seeing you right now, you're going to have to hang up and call back because I only see one page. So the number is nine one seven three eight eight 
4520. If you're streaming on the internet, you're going to have to hang up and call back and then press the number one, and that should put you to the top of the queue. So I'll be able to see that you would like to speak with us. We are very excited. This has been a really, um, oh, we got a caller. This has been a really hot topic. I think people are really liking our new word. So, wow, go Wisconsin. All right, we have an area code. Trump. What would you like me to say? Area code 817. I have area code 817. You're trauma. Area code 817. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Area code 817. You're live and on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi, can you hear us? Yeah, we can hear you. Who's this? Hi, this is Letty, and I have a different, a couple other individuals that are victims. One from, uh, two from Texas, actually, and uh, I'll let the other one who can speak more about trauma. Um, are you there, Angela? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I- okay. I'm going to let someone that knows a little bit about trauma speak. I have her right now on the phone. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Hi there. Hi, Angela. Hi. I'm Charlie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for calling in. Good. Yeah. Um, So I was, you know, talking about trauma. I've been working in um, research on neuropsychology for sometime around trauma and healing modalities that help people heal from trauma. And of course, um, these kinds of situations with guardianships and um, just our world overall can be very traumatizing, you know, space. And that has um, an impact on us holistically, our whole body. So our, you know, neuropsychology, neurobiology, epidemiology, microbiome, it affects our nervous systems and makes us less capable of being able to respond and more reactive. And so that can oftentimes, unfortunately, be used against us, um, especially if you're having to go to court or, you know, do anything to, um, you know, where you need to be in full, you know, operating from full capacity and able to think critically and problem solve because it changes blood flow to the brain, kind of keeps us in that fight-flight space and um, mm-hmm. doesn't allow us to have the the critical thinking skills in order to be able to, you know, um, kind of process information, take things in, and be able to respond, you know, in the ways we need to. And so, um, you know, using some of the healing modalities, like, meditation and mindfulness and um, practices like breathing techniques and vagus nerve stimulation. They all kind of help us to re-regulate our nervous system, allow for the pruning away of trauma and the processing of trauma so that it will be moved from these limbic systems in our bodies or our brains to the hippocampus uh, or the prefrontal cortex so that we can actually... um, start to heal trauma because trauma gets stored and not processed. And so, um, yeah, I think it's an important topic and, um, you know, one that's actually causing an epidemic in our world um, of people who are traumatized and then victims become perpetrators and perpetrators create new victims. Wow. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, that I feel that that's absolutely true, and they people need other people to really get the healing, and especially in the brain. And when the guardians are isolating everybody, they're it's it's impairing their healing. And I do know that when my uncle had his stroke, that's what they were told: just having phone calls with people, just talking about memories and positive things, really makes a difference. And we need to do more of that. Um, say, Angela, Donna, did you have any, any comments on that? Oh, I thought that was very interesting because um, yeah. as you had said, and, um, and as she was speaking about the hippocampus, you know, um, I was listening to, and, and 
and it, he, was, he was giving kind of a um, podcast and a seminar about the hippocampus, and one of the theories was that, like yours, Kaz, is that you you get pictures of their family or their loved ones or what they did in the past, and you you know you go over those pictures and and then they start to tell stories. I was doing that with my mom. Um, every day and and trying to, you know, um, work even with her senses, you know, how did that feel, Mom, when you, you know, were going through this? How um, Do you remember your mom cooking? What did that smell like? And they're saying those those senses, the the taste, the um, smell, the touch, those all help to bring that sense back and helps that hippocampus to start to remember. And I noticed a big change with my mom. She did become alert and she did, you know, um, start to talk more. And she was more excited to talk about those stories and she could remember those stories. And I thought that was really exciting. But then we're fighting, the, the, the sad thing is that we fight them against when they start to want to drug them so that they can become um, confined, um, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, chemically confined. And that's just sad, you know, because we should be doing the opposite. Family, you know, usually family want to keep their memory going and they want to have them improve. And I've, I've heard and I don't know if this is true, but there's theories out there that those that you can reverse some of this um, by doing some of those things. There, I've heard, you know, other things that they're trying to work on to actually um, reverse it. That you can build new brain cells. So if that's happening, you know, um, why aren't we looking towards that um, as a society instead of you know, saying, oh, it's, you know, what I kept hearing and some of these groups um, would say, oh, you know, nothing can be done. It, it's just, you know, it, it will deter, deteriorate. And, and, and it's, that's really hard for the loved ones, too, because um, it's taking away their hope. And I think there's a lot of hope. I think that, you know, we're, we're coming on a new age, and I think things are, you know, happening. And I hope someday that um, we can come to a point where they cannot abuse us because they have new, um, new kind of, um, you know, kind of remediation so that we don't have this any longer. Um, That's my hope and my dream that, you know, we are able to heal those um, mental illnesses. That would be amazing. Yeah, you're talking about about a very exciting area, actually, of um, like when you're talking about um, healing people from and bringing back those cognitive skills um, and the olfactory senses um, with the hippocampus because um, there is a lot of, um, you know, studies and efficacious treatments for rebuilding. They call it hyponeurogenesis, and you can create hyperneurogenesis through, um, through things like lion's mane mushrooms are yes. really wow. good. Yeah. Yes, I and heard it stunts. Yeah. It stunts and yeah. reverses, um, mm-hmm. you know, Alzheimer's. And, yeah, so there mm-hmm. are, and there's other, you know, methodologies um, that are researched back that are even more efficacious than that. So um, there's there's a wealth of information. But, unfortunately, you know, those, you know, not having people um, succumb to these kinds of, you know, disease processes and curative medicine is not as profitable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fewer profits. Oh, my. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you want yeah. somebody to be a lifelong patient, you don't necessarily want to cure. And exactly. if you want somebody to end up in a guardianship, you don't really want them getting better. Yeah. You nailed that. 
You're right. Mm-hmm. Isn't it disgusting? It's just absolutely yeah. disgusting. But you're you're mm-hmm. spot on. You know, here's one thing because I I'm I I'm gonna I'm a I'm feeling like you're a doctor and I have a question. So, if you go back into like the mid 1800s and even before, it used to be that elderly people, and this is even like if you read in the different religions of the world, that the elderly people were wisdom and that they were to be revered. And I am not, I am thinking something's happened because I don't think it used to be that elderly people were having all these um, dementia problems and something, something's in our environment, something's happened because it used to be that they were known for this great wisdom. Ha, has something happened? And was that the case? Yeah, I mean, I think you're, I think what you're noticing is a transition. I think a lot of things have happened environmentally, right? Where, um, and I'm not a doctor, but I am a researcher. (laughs) So, um, so, you know, there, there have been a lot of things I think that have changed. I mean, look at what we've done to our water and our food system and, you know, the chemicals we're inundated by. Plus, you know, we're no longer just kind of fleeing a hungry lion on occasion, which is traumatic, and it causes these kinds of, um, you know, hormonal changes in the body and the brain that, you know, are traumatic, but then those are isolated, right? In our today's mm-hmm. world, we're we're dealing with traumas and ongoing traumas that are not solved because we are in a very exploitative world that is very traumatizing. And so, and it's mass exploitation. It's, you know, we're dealing with it on multiple levels, you know. Um, and so when you think about that, um, you know, trauma causes dementia, causes diabetes. It is the cause for many of our diseases in our world. It, you know, it affects our nervous system. It affects our, you know, even whether any any disease process, basically, <laughs> that um is going to be worse people who have trauma are you know more susceptible to almost every you know they hit almost every disease process at a higher level and so um but it is the cause for like diabetes and so that's not well known it's really interesting how um and alzheimers the more traumatized you are the more you you know deal with you know alzheimers so you think about that and like, you know, talk about our privatized prison systems or, you know, like, I mean, just in every level we're exploiting people by these, you know, these profit centers. And like, I mean, really guardianship is no different than the privatized prison system. And the privatized prison system is no different than, you know, children protective services and those systems. And so they're all privatized. They're all you know, part of the system of exploitation. And and those are just a few, to name a few, you know. And you think about, like, once upon a time, people could work one, you know, one family member could work, and they could have, you know, many children and still live a nice life and retire. And these days, that's not the case. People are living paycheck to paycheck, you know. Um, two family members mm-hmm. are, you know, two parents are working. Kids don't have parents at home. Um, you know, people aren't really having time to even explore, you know, kids aren't even having time to just explore being kids, but adults aren't having time to, you know, do anything but work and take care of bills. And, you know, our lives are very individualistic. We're not having time with each other. And, you know, it is in those relationships with each other that we actually get our needs met and are, re, you know, refueled. And we're not getting refueled. And it's in our connections with each other that are so healing and necessary for mental health or physical well-being. And like you were pointing out earlier, you know, it's in those relationships with each other, you know, when we're isolating and doing those things, you know, it affects us negatively. And it doesn't matter if you're locked in a guardianship or you're getting isolated or you're just having to work all the time and deal with constant stress and having the the toll of hanging by your fingernails because you can't pay your bills and you're worried about everyday stuff, which is all the time. 
Wow. This was so amazing. I'm so excited that you called in. Um, Angela and Donna, I'm yes. speechless. What do you, yeah. I mean, I feel you nailed it. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. It, I think you nailed it. I think that's very interesting, that isolation and how, you know, we're we're on our cell phones or, you know, doing, you know, other things instead of connecting like we used to. But, you know, I think it's really interesting, too, when we talk about, you know, it, what is changing in our society and what has changed. I think even in our food, it has changed. You know, that, that's a real interesting topic. What I don't understand is why the United States allows us to have some of these products that we can't even pronounce their names, and yet they don't allow them in, you know, some of the other countries like in Europe, and but yet they're allowing them here in the United States. I know I heard one study that um, even Diet Coke, you know, that is one that is, you know, really deteriorates. Um, whichever if it's Coke or diet, whatever, you know, or, or soda or whatever, you know, it's not just that one, but how it, you know, a plays on our brain cells. And, um, you know, and, and I wonder when you, when you think about even the subject of, you know, they put all these chemicals on, you know, to kill the bugs, well, if they kill the bugs, what are they doing to us if they're, <laughs> if they're spraying them on a stop? What are they doing? What are they doing to us? Are they killing our good gut bacteria? You know, so those are some real interesting topics when you you know bring all that. Yeah, I think Monsanto's is actually patented under antibiotic, and it it like you said, it affects the microbiome of the soil, and thus affecting our microbiome. That's super interesting. I mean, I'm a baker, so I can get on my high horse and talk about flour. I have a theory. Have you met all these people? They're gluten-free. That used to not be a thing. They're all gluten-free. No, maybe it's not the gluten that's bothering you. It's the toilet bowl cleaner that's in your flour. Why is it acceptable (laughs) to eat bleached flour? Like bleach is in your flour. And, you know, um, our flour is so disgusting in the United States. It can't even be, there's only two brands that can be exported out of the United States, and yet we're producing, you know, all this all this stuff with this disgusting flour, and then everyone's claiming that they're gluten-free. I think there's something up there, just me being a baker and knowing what's going on in the flour industry. I'm guessing there's so many industries that I we don't even know about, and it's just affecting us in so many different ways. Well, and the gut-brain connection, right? So yeah. you're talking about how it affects our – so it actually affects our mental health. So trauma affects our microbiome, but so does all these chemicals that you're talking about, which are, you know, like Monsanto's and – you know, these chemicals that they're, you know, putting into our food, that affects our microbiome. And so when our microbiome is affected, we're actually impacted, our mental health is impacted. It is that brain-gut, you know, connection. So, you know, how are we supposed to feel good and regulated if our bodies are actually, you know, I mean, that's a real thing. That's not just like... You know, it actually yeah. affects your mental health. There are more neurotransmitters in your gut than there are in your brain. Wow. We have another caller. Yeah. I mean, I am so excited that you called in. I feel like we could, we need to connect, and I can find you through Letty. Letty, thank you so much. Right. Kelly, We're thank you so much on. for calling in. We'll, we'll, we'll be All on. right. Pause. Okay, right, we're, we're going to take, we have another caller here, and we have area code 702. We just have about five minutes left. Area code 702, you're live and on the air? Area code 702, hello? Hello? All right. I don't think they yes, hear us. Yes, hello? Oh, hello, area code 702. Hi, Julie Who is Belshi. This? Julie Belshi from Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, okay. Hi, Julie. How are you? 
I'm doing good. I'm just listening. Very great show that you're having. Um, I'm learning a lot. And, uh, you know, we we learn a lot every day. Um, You know, that's a big part of being advocates and being open. We learn a lot about um, different ways that we can help each other and um, be supportive of each other so that uh, the new people coming in, we have more knowledge to give them. Um, And that's such a big part of being, um, to me, um, not just a good advocate, but a great advocate, is learning every day something new and being open to that Um, and having such a great team of colleagues, all of you women and uh, the men involved. Um, So I'm very honored, and um, I just want to, you know, say hello and encourage people to speak up. you do have a voice, um, and not be embarrassed when this happens to you, when you have a family member that gets stuck in a corrupt guardianship. We are here for you. There's many people you can reach out to, okay, and we're very supportive of you. Um, and if you prefer to stay confidential on that, you can still reach out to me and uh, my group, uh, National Guardianship Liberty. Um, we're just uh, starting out. I've been doing this for 11 years, but answering phones. But I just want to encourage you to reach out to anybody that you feel comfortable with on the phone. Um, and, uh, you know, we need to all do that. Uh, strength is in numbers. Um, people need to come forward and speak out about what's going on in their families. We are not judging um we're just here to support you and getting through it and help you to navigate, you know, what you're going through. Um, through our own experience, we want to help you to make things get uh, easier, you know, because you're fighting against these alleged criminals, uh, the broken legal system. So that's yeah. what I have. You said I had a couple of seconds. Thanks. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Hey, real quick, Julie. Do you approve of our new word, parasitoid industry? I'd have to have that explained to me, but yes, I approve of it. (laughs) All right. Um, It looks like I have another caller. We have about three minutes left. Let's see what we got here at area code 817. 817, you're live and on the air. Area code 817. Hello, area code 817. You're live and on the air. All right. I'm guessing. Um, well, we had a lively show tonight. Um, I, it looks like we couldn't get them through. Angela and Donna, wow, you two are really popular. We sure had a lot of people call in. I think that our word is going to be pretty popular. What do you all think? Parasitoid industry. Let's make it happen. I love the word, too. I think the word is just absolutely just perfect. And we're just going to keep passing that word around, and it's going to be used a lot. Thanks, Cos, for that wonderful word. It was just the perfect word. And Marcella Reed for coming up with, you know, with us. The whole idea. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Well, we'll read the definition once more and thank our sponsors real quick. Um, The definition of a parasitoid is they eventually kill the host they feed on. And we want to thank our sponsors, of course, Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, the Australian Association to Stop Guardianship and Administrative Abuse, and their website is aasgaa.org. If you are listening international and experiencing guardianship abuse, that is where you want to connect. If you are here in the United States, we have the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse, and their website is stopguardianshipabuse.org. And our other sponsor is Shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page. Everyone should like them. And check out all those YouTube videos that they have created, complete with court documents, This has been a wonderful show. Thank you so much, and we will be back next Friday. Thank you, Angela and Donna, and everyone who called in and participated. You guys have been amazing. Thank you, and good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Kaz. You did beautiful. Thanks, Kaz. (laughs) Great job.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.